open I was a little thirsty that happens you get a little parched I talk basically all week non-stop always talking in front of a microphone so sometimes my esophagus and my vocal powerful muscles in my throat and esophagus area get a little dry dry as Jones as we call it uh, welcome to the Taz show yeah, I'm Taz uh, we're gonna get a little throwback Jones for you here we're gonna a little uh little old school Taz show on this episode here. We're going to gonna kind of uh, repurpose an older, uh, from 2015, an old edition of, of the Taz show. And um, it's funny because we're talking about that. I was talking about this, I think it was on social, one of the social media platforms, either at my Instagram or on the friggin' uh, Twitter somewhere, you know, and the Instagram's blowing up. You guys are fucking great. I mean, Taz Talk, T-A-Z-T-L-K, you guys are following like crazy. It's it's running amok. So thank you for the love. It's really awesome. You guys are kicking ass on there. Um, talked about the Ricochet. I think it was during um, Raw, maybe Raw, when he got the big, uh, and we saw him get the big, uh, he was getting a big push now. Nice, well-deserved. Anyway, I think I tweeted it. I think that's what it was. Regardless, whatever. Uh, I did a breakdown before breakout on Ricochet uh, from 2015, 2015, as they say. Uh, what is a breakdown before breakout? Uh, well, that's basically called the BBB for you newbies that listen to my content. Old school Taz Show fans know what it is. Uh, breakdown before breakout. It basically is what it was described. I, I would pick a star back then that was working the independent scene somewhere, and I would break down their, their work rate. Uh, I had video footage. This is when we were live. We were live with video, so I had video footage uh, going through it and all this jazz. So, um, did one on a young man named Ricochet uh, back then, and he was also Prince Puma in Lucha Underground. Wore a mask, Hood Jones. So yeah, so uh, gonna let you guys hear that. That's uh, this episode. You're gonna hear in a little while here in this episode. How's that? The old throwback you're gonna hear. Is from uh, December, la 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 la, December seventh, twenty fifteen, and also a little treat Jones in this episode. From that episode, saying episode a lot, is I recalled now realizing after getting my notes from all of my producers, including Crime Brian, um, that I also interviewed in this episode the Ring of Honor World Champion at that time, also World TV Champion at that time, Roddy Strong. Yeah, Roderick Strong, you guys know him The big success he's been having in NXT And everything, all the great stuff That he's been doing in NXT And stuff like that, and everything with the Undisputed Era And stuff like that, Era, Era, whatever you want to call it Uh, The great talent he is And the success he's having 
there in uh, NXT and under the WWE banner is awesome, and he was great to chat with. So this is this is going back, like you know, like I said, from 2015. So it's going to be. Uh, I think you guys enjoy it. Now I haven't heard this. And, you know, I don't listen back to the shows So this, I, dude, I don't know what you're going to get I don't even know what else is in there It might just be the way they edit it, the, the interview And it might just be the BBB It's going to be, <laughs> I'm not really sure What's going to happen uh, What you're going to hear in there, I don't know uh, So, But it should be fun regardless Because, um, you know, different sound for the Taz show Than for those new people It wasn't just a podcast with just me Other voices, other people involved at times so, um, and I, this was so long ago, I don't remember what we did, but I know that BBB, uh, and it's awesome to, to, to discuss this and, you know, that we're seeing that how great Ricochet is now. And yet, so you guys can hear the breakdown I had on, on several years back to be frank with you, you know, his work rate, in my opinion, hasn't changed. And that's not a negative. It's just he's consistently great. He was great in 2015, 16, 17, 18, and 19. <laughs> so, like, he doesn't, like, I, I'm just saying, like, I this is the way the guy works. He's a freak athlete, uh, really is tremendous. You know, him and I went back and forth privately um, during that time to get him on my show. And scheduling just didn't work. He was traveling internationally. And going back and forth the west coast and stuff And just it just didn't work Because at that time I was live every morning 7am eastern So you know it was tough a lot of times to get certain Guests because it was on so early So either people were flying or they were sleeping You know so or people that Wrestlers I say people wrestlers that lived In the west coast you know for, for, I don't I don't remember where, where He lived but no he didn't live In the west coast he was living in uh Ohio, Kentucky I can't remember, regardless But I'm just saying, like it was tough to get guests a lot of times Because people on the West Coast, it was so early in the morning When I was live to get them on uh, Any West Coast people You know, so uh, Regardless, Ricochet I mean, just just is great As you guys know And um, I just want you to know that He was great back in the day It's not just great now, you know <laughs> So I, I think you guys will enjoy it And like I said, the Taz show was a different sound back then I know a lot of people missed that um, The Daily Show And it was, especially with the video And we do Facebook Live And, you know, had different producers a lot of times And all the producers I had were great And they were great on air, not just, you know, technically But they were they were funny guys And they played off me the right way And we had live calls Totally different sound now I'm, I love what I do now And I think a lot of you guys enjoy the podcast As I do it now and, you know, it's just it's the way the business goes Because I'm doing daily, you know, radio, sports talk nationwide So can't do both And there's more money in, in, in the content for the company in sports talk It's just being frank You know, that's no knock on fans that I love from the wrestling business You guys know how I am with that I'm very protective of you guys It's just there's just more casual sports fans than there are wrestling fans <laughs> Or Companies that are willing to invest a lot of money in sports content Because it's safer than wrestling content Okay, as far as investing big money So daily money, advertising There are more advertisers willing to spend money So that's a better way to put it It's not about there's more fans for sports Mainstream sports than there's for wrestling So I might have misspoke there But it's okay, that's what happens sometimes um, Hold on a second, hang on One second here, hold on 
Double whammy in this one here. Water break. Hang on. H2O City. Great gimmick, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. All right, enough. She was got it. All right. Fucking guy took a water break. I understand. Okay. So uh that t-shirt or the water break t-shirt, H2O Jones, I think is the one we're going with. Good news, bad news. We're gonna go with that one because most of you people on my Instagram voted for that one on my Instagram story, as the kids are calling it. There was an option. Which one did you like? H2O City. There was a photo. H2O Jones. If you're not on the Instagram people, you get Instagram account. It's free. And you follow me. Because we put fucking content up on that bitch. Okay? On the Instagram story. On the Instagram feed. I got all the terminology. I know all the words the kids are using. I got this shit down pat, G. Okay? So... Um, you follow that and then you get shit like this here. You get information on the t-shirt. So I said good news, bad news, right? You go to, so you, the task talk, we had it on there where you guys were able to vote on the, the Instagram story and you guys, the, the vote came through that more people wanted the H2O Jones shirt with the big water bottle on it. Now, that's the good news. The bad news is there's going to be a little halt on that shirt coming out. Okay, the newest shirt, I want to talk t-shirts for a minute If you don't like it, I don't care How's that, okay? That's a good way to get you to buy a shirt by attacking you Yes, this is what I do Now, let me explain what's going on There is going to be a little uh, good. This is good stuff As far as t-shirts on pro wrestling tees And you go to the search engine, put T-A-Z, put Taz in there And you check out my shit on there Now, here's the thing Okay um, I am... Collaborating with them And we're putting out new Taz show Not Taz show, new Taz t-shirts Now you guys know to survive If I let you t-shirts that, that That's out right now It's $19.99 or 20 bucks. It's a remake of a throwback And you guys know the backstory on this You know, WWE and Paul Heyman Or whoever did it They, did a, they basically Kind of copied my old shirt from ECW And, and whatever And uh <laughs> So I'm like, all right, no problem. Uh, so Pro Wrestling Tees and, and myself, uh, you know, we, we chatted it up and like, all right, no problem. So we'll, we'll, we'll just put out a new version of it, you know, and, and my man Ryan over there does a great job. He's my man. So there's a new Survive If I Let You t-shirt for 20 bucks, and it's been selling phenomenal. So I want to thank anybody who's purchased it. I do know how well this shirt is selling. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. It's going great. Um. Now, there's a plethora of Taz Show merchandise on there. We Over shirts, Jobber t-shirts, Gimmick Clubhouse shirts, Character Taz t-shirt, a really cool cartoon, like, superhero type shirt, Nub City Jones shirt, you know, um, the Jobber face. There's a bunch. Bump card food truck. There's a bunch of different stuff. But I want to stick to talking about the Survive If I Let You t-shirt. Give you a little inside info here. There is going to be a series of t-shirts with throwback Taz catchphrases or themes like examples survive if i let you that was my main catchphrase 
like Human Suplex Machine, like Path of Rage, like One Man Crime Spree, uh, like Tap Out, Kata Hajime, Taz Mission. Okay, I had a lot in my branding back then. I was Brandon shit before fucking it was called Brandon. How's that? And not Brandon like the name Brandon. Branding. I-N-G, branding. So this kind of a classic looking, not classic looking, it's kind of like a a throwback. mm, It's not Taz show apparel. It's like old school Taz ECW apparel that's got a new school feel to it. But there's going to be a similar, I don't want to give too much information away because I want you guys to just, as they come out, to see him and you're like, oh, I see what's going on. It's pretty badass. It's cool. You know what I mean? So I don't want to say too much here. Um, I have a habit of that because I'm an open book with this stuff. I love talking to you guys. But it's basically um, there's going to be right now I know the designs that I put together um, and working closely with one of the artists over at uh, Pro Wrestling Tees just tightening up some of my work. We got right now probably five shirts on the docket. Okay, bitches on the docket that are fixing to come out. Not going to roll them all out in bang, 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 bang. Not like that. It might be once a month, Jones, once every two months, once every couple of weeks, whatever the fuck it is. It's a layup. It's simple. These things are, you know, they're, I'm going to be honest on the price uh, because we're working it out. It's either going to be $21.99 or $19.99. It's going to be somewhere in there. Okay, it's not going to be $24.99, okay? It's not. Okay, these are, like I said, these are going to be a cool thing. So if you like if you like that Survivor If I Let You shirt, and if you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash T-A-Z, okay? And it's the first shirt on that. You can't miss it. It's got my, my big ugly mug on the front of it and uh, Survivor If I Let You, Human Suplex Machine. Okay, that's what it says on it. It's a black t-shirt with gray and orange and stuff and white ink, right? So um, if you like that shirt, you're going to love the new series that's coming out of the kind of classic themed uh, Taz show throwback type stuff. You know what I mean? So I just want to talk about that a little bit. So, I, I, you know, just to give you some info um, on that deal. But um, most importantly, uh, like I said, uh, you're going to take a look. Uh, not take a look, take a listen, I should say. You're going to take a listen to what's coming up next, and it's the basically throwback, speaking of throwback, throwback Taz, uh, Taz show from 2015, from December 7, 2015, where I did a breakdown before breakout on Ricochet, okay, talking about him from back then, and also it's an interview, an old interview uh, from 2015 with Ring of Honor World Television Champion at that time, now current NXT WWE star, Roddy Strong. So you guys are going to enjoy this Throwback Jones Hit me up on Facebook Not Facebook Probably best way is Twitter Or Instagram To uh, tell me what you guys think I hope you like this This old school throwback Sit tight It's coming up Old school Taz show from 2015 Be right back Well I won't It'll be kind of Not me but it is me But it's me from a few years back You get it Alright sit tight Alright so let's get ready to roll here Without any further ado In a 3 and a 2 and a 1 
All right, all right. Here we go. Now, I know we've got a lot of people on hold that still want to give their fantasy booking for WrestleMania, their first and second matches. Uh, just stand by. We'll get at you in a second here. want to talk to you about this young man named Ricochet, okay? Um, this is a guy who, from an athletic standpoint, I don't really think you're going to find anyone better. His look is tremendous. He's in tremendous. Uh, he's got a tremendous physique, muscularity, athletic athleticism. Everything about him is in ring work. His explosiveness, his timing. You know, uh, it's it's so obvious that you know he's this kid. You know, he, I'm calling him a kid. I, you know, I shouldn't say kid, but he's uh, he's far from a rookie. Let's just put it that way. I mean, you know, uh, he had his debut match in 2004. Okay, and he's been uh, he's really just works for some of the better. Um, high end from an athletic wrestling demand perspective of an audience in front of tough audiences for companies like I said, Pro Wrestling Gorilla. I was saying earlier, you know, PWG, Dragon Gate. I mean, hello, you know, Beyond Wrestling up in Providence. So this, this guy, and he also, for those that don't know, he works under a mask. I'll stooge it off for <laughs> the Great Lucha Underground. He works as Prince Puma. I think he has it on his Twitter account. He says he plays a prince on TV. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, his Twitter account is at King Ricochet. Okay, so uh, he is uh, something special. He really is. And uh, he's a former open, let me see, a former open the dream, open the dream gate champion, former open, open the brave gate champion. This guy won in 2014 the PWG BOLA. That's Battle of Los Angeles. That's probably one of the best tournaments from an in-ring perspective you're ever going to see of athletes. So uh, if we can, Video Brian, if you're ready, bro, we got some footage here to show you. If you guys listening and not watching, go watch this later on TazShow.com on the VOD. This right here is Ricochet against a guy named JT Dunn. Again, thank you to Beyond Wrestling. This is from Beyond Wrestling up there in New England. And watch this. Look at that kip up right there by this guy, by King Ricochet. He's in the black, by the way, King Ricochet. And you can see that, that the, the physique on him. That's JT Dunn right there. Watch. Now watch this exchange here between these two guys. Just watch Ricochet here in the black. Watch how his bounce. Look at that. Just just a head scissor to a flip, back to a kip up, drop kick. Unbelievable extension in the middle of his body, the way he performs that drop. Right, you're good right there, bro. I mean, that's just one spot right there of him just showing you a little, a little sample of what this guy can do athletically. We have a couple of more clips from that match from Beyond Wrestling against JT Dunn. Let's go right here. Let's check this out. This is a a nice spine buster right here by Ricochet, again, in the black. And he kind of emulates the rock here for a second. Like he's going to do the people's elbow gimmick. It's pretty funny. Shows his entertaining ability. And watch what he does right here. Instead of doing the elbow, he goes over, right? Instead of doing the elbow, he does a standing moonsault flip right there into a cover. Okay, into a kick out by JT Dunn, who also, by the, JT, by the way, JT Dunn, excellent performer too. Uh, but I'm focusing right now on Ricochet. And we have two more spots I want to show you for this match. If you're ready, video, Brian, pull up that Northern Lights spot into the Brain Buster false finish. Nice side kick, crescent kick, Northern Lights suplex by Ricochet, front flip over. <laughs> Look at that. It's unreal. I mean, it just shows you. Okay, we can get out of that, dude. Shows you how good this guy is. He, his timing, how fluid he is in the ring, how smooth he is in the ring. Incredibly agile. Incredibly, his poise is something that I'm going to watch here. So watch this. This goes into the finish, I believe. He's got him up in the fireman's character's ricochet on JT Dunn and just goes for a kick. And JT Dunn shuts him down with an elbow. But watch what happens. Double knees to the mush. 
to the face by Ricochet on Dunn. And watch this finish here. He's got him up with a fireman's carry. Watch the power. Shoots him up and boom! With a big round kick to the face. Like a Pele kick, I should say. More like a Pele kick while the guy's in midair coming down. Very hard to do. His timing, his athleticism, his talent. Um, he is really something special. I'm a big fan of Ricochet. And if you're watching Lucha Underground, I don't care if he's wearing a mask or not, as he's Prince Puma or not, whatever. He really is, um, I think, a guy that can end up in any company or just stay where he is, stay what he's doing. I mean, because he's a draw. Like, uh, hardcore fans know this guy. This is not some guy nobody knows. But mainstream audience does not know him. He's plug-and-play, dude. You put this guy in NXT or WWE main roster uh, and let him just go out there and work. Uh, he can work with anyone, big, small, whatever. It don't matter. He's just that talented of a guy. And he, like I said, his poise is something that when you really watch his full matches, you can see how he just takes his times with things. He, he, he's entertaining in between those things. And he's incredibly strong, too. Like, if you've seen him go up against guys bigger than him, oh. he's is incredibly impressive. He, he totally is. He totally is. You're right. You know, so he he's uh, just saying Ricochet is a guy who just – He's this modern-day, today's wrestler, you know, of, of where it's just a, a load of athleticism. It, that's what today's wrestler's about. It's not about being 6'8 anymore and walking around like you're a dinosaur and you're 400 pounds. <laughs> that, that, those days are gone. Fans, are, uh, they, they don't want that. They want athletes. You know, they want athletes. Someone said to me, hey, Taz, do you, you think your time, you would have been better now as a wrestler, the style you have with your ring, in-ring work, suplexing, mat work, and that you weren't a giant, but, you, you know, athleticism and all that. For my, uh, um, yeah, I do think I would have probably made more money as a wrestler. I probably had more success, but if I had to redo it, I wouldn't redo one thing. I'm totally happy in that hole with everything the way my career went. You know, totally. I would not want to change one thing. But if I was wrestling today, yeah, I think my style is more conducive of what guys are doing today. <laughs> I kind of was doing the stuff, you know, especially with a lot of the MMA stuff. So to me, it's, you know, I'm watching some old stuff of mine that someone sent me. And then someone said on WWE Network, and I'm like, I'm watching some stuff that I was doing, and I'm like, wow. I I hate to pat myself on the back, but I kind of really was a little bit ahead of my time. That yeah, sounds, pretty innovative. That sounds <laughs> self-serving, but I, I, I'm sorry. I guess I have to serve myself. I mean, but really, I, I you know, I I don't know. I was like, wow, okay. I, I, I remember doing this or doing this kind of submission thing or doing this kind of you know, entrance or whatever. It's just like all different things. I mean, but you know, you can't you can't worry about you can't think about if you look at yesterday and what you did and your successes, you know, you, you can't you can't succeed. If you're looking backwards and you're driving, you crash the car. You gotta look forward. You gotta look to the now. You can't worry about yesterday. You can't worry about tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> you can't. You got you gotta worry about today. You know, you gotta worry about today. So that was it, man. So I, I want to thank um, I want to thank Ricochet for bringing such great matches, and I'm looking forward to this young man's future to see what he does and what he brings to some wrestling company. If not, just stays where he is, stay doing his great work on the indie scene or for the smaller companies like a pro wrestling gorilla um, or like beyond up up in New England, you know, and and whatever he's gonna do overseas or suffer lucha underground. He's a tremendous worker. And for everyone watching and listening, in case you haven't had the opportunity to see that whole match with JT Dunn that we were showing, check it out. It was a really good match. Yeah, you might have a hard time finding it. You could go to uh, Beyond Wrestling, 
okay? They'll go to their website and their Twitter account, and they have a YouTube channel. I believe they have a subscription base, but it's well worth it. They give you some really, if you really are a wrestling fan and you're a little tired of the mainstream stuff that we, you know, we see on TV all the time or on WWE Network or whatever, you know, uh, companies like, you know, uh, Beyond Wrestling give you some good wrestling. You know, they give us some good some guys that really work their asses off. So, all right, I think we have our special guest on the phone. Fine, we had a little cross up on the phone number. Apologize uh, on uh, on that deal there. So sometimes that happens. So he's the world television champion from Ring of Honor, one of the best, most technically sound guys you're gonna find in the world today, Mr. Roger Strong. What's up, Roddy? How you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing good, man. How are you? Good, brother. Listen, sorry for the holdup. We had a little cross-up cross, uh, cross up on the phone number gimmick. That's our fault. My bad. So, uh, uh, no worries. It's all good, brother. So, uh, listen, man, you were rocking and rolling, you know, and, and I, you know, I've been a fan of yours for quite some time. Your in-ring work is uh, highly impressive. Um, I respect you, dude, because you're technically sound and then some, and you could see the passion in you to have not just a strong wrestling mac- match, but a strong style of a wrestling match. You've always been a fan of that strong style of guys before you. Uh, um, is that something you kind of want to, that's kind of your style that you want? Obviously, you're putting out there, and that's something you've always liked when you were a younger wrestler or even before you broke into business? Yeah, that, that is actually something that's always a, I've been attracted to. Yeah, I could tell. And, and with and with me personally, being a younger wrestler when I got in, it actually came for a defense mechanism for me. A defense mechanism. Okay, what do you mean? Well, explain that a little bit so people understand what you mean. Uh, based on, because I grew up uh, around wrestling, I was like 12 years old is when I started, like going around it. Right. So when I was in the ring at like 14 with the older guys, they kind of were old with me, where they just beat the crap out of me. Well, I hate, but bro, we got a ba- a little bit of a bad connection. You're choppy a little bit. I don't know if you, you're on a cell phone, obviously. So maybe if you can get in a little bit of a better cell area, you're a little choppy. I hear you, but you're a little choppy. So, uh, you know, any better? A little bit better, yeah, I guess so. Can you hear me now? Yeah, <laughs> do that gimmick. Um, I right, so you're saying you you were you were in there with older wrestlers when you were young. You were 14 years old. You got in the ring. That's how young you were. You started. 12 is actually when I started. Oh, jeez, bro. I think that's against the law. <laughs> Holy cow. You know, I, when I watch you, I, I got to tell you, I, I mean this in a respectful way, you remind me a lot of a guy I wrestled a whole bunch, a guy from my generation named Dean Malenko. And, you know, I, I see a lot of that in you. You know, like um, just it's all, your style, your, your, your mechanics in the ring, your, your nuances in between spots, which – are so important, Roddy. Most people, fans don't realize that. I talk about that a lot on the show, bro. Like, you know, the the transitional things that wrestlers do transitionally from high spot to high spot, you know, and, and you got that down, and that's what creates that it factor that we always talk about, right? So, Dean Malenko, I feel, was always one of the best at that, and I feel that in a complimentary way towards you, you're the same way. Well, I appreciate that. I think it's pretty interesting this past year I've had a, a, quite a few people Tell me they thought I was trained by Dean. <laughs> I, yeah, which, there's a lot of similarities, man. There really is. Which I actually tried to go to his school when I was 15, but he had already sold it to Steve Kern. Oh, it was him and his brother Joe Malenko, right? The Malenko's uh, dojo they had, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, Kern's not a bad guy to learn from, but you, you, um, you know, you listen, man. You, you're, you're way past that routine, obviously. Now you got trained by Jim Nutt, I believe, right? And and yep. uh, who else? Warlord too, and and uh, I missed yeah. someone. Yeah, a little bit of everybody. It's kind of uh, you know, just like I'm a mutt when it comes to training. I would just kind of try to listen to anybody that would give me advice. 
Right. Yeah, man. Well, that's the key, right? To be a, sp- yeah, exactly. a sponge. Yeah, man. To be a sponge. And so now you're the TV champion. You're in a company like Ring of Honor. Obviously, you have a demanding audience in front of you, and I can relate to that as my in my history in ECW, you know. So maybe uh, you know, peel back the curtain for people a little bit, for fans, because you know, I have a lot of smart fans that listen to the show and watch the show. So maybe explain that sometimes how it's an ambitious task, how it's not easy sometimes to go out and wrestle in front of a Ring of Honor crowd, which is always very demanding, and they, they want excellent, excellent in-ring work. I think when when I was younger in the company, there was a lot more pressure that I would put on myself when it goes up when it comes to going out there and trying to top what I did every time. And yes. I think that's what like a lot of Ring of Honor guys try to do. Yeah. And I think the older I got and the you know a little bit wiser I got, you understand if you if you tell pretty much the same story but in a different way, you're gonna you're gonna be able to. Uh, you know, capture the crowd like you would if you did a new move or five new moves every time. Yeah, totally, man. And, and, and for me, that was the biggest thing when it came to, like, learning how to preserve my body, you know, in this business because the Ring of Honor style is tough just based off personal pressure. Yeah, yeah. Because we want to, you know, be the best in the business at what we're doing. And, you know, our fans are rowdy in their past, you know, from your ECW days where you're like, oh. Yeah. They're they're not necessarily asking for it. You're like, hey, I want to give this to them because they're giving so much to us. And then you're like, oh man, look how far we went. What are we going to do next? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so now let me ask you this because I'm curious. I've never been to and I've watched a good amount of PWG and you're you're a champ over there, man. And what's the difference? If there's a difference, like wrestling in front of. A PWG crowd compared to a Ring of Honor crowd, it's similar or what, what, you know, break that down for me. A guy that's never, I've never been around like a, any PWG stuff. I never been, I never been to a Ring of Honor show. I'm not invited, brother. They don't invite me nowhere. I don't get invited. Hey, you're invited personally to both from me. <laughs> well, uh, then I might have to take you up on that. Thank you. Yeah, um, that'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, for me, it's the fact that PWG is every four to six weeks. You know, it's a it's a hot ticket. They run a small building. Tickets are hard to come by, and the the excitement's there. You know, Ring of Honor is obviously a much bigger company, and they're running far more often on TV every week. So Yeah, yeah. The thing I love about PWG is the passion of the fans, because when they come there, they want to be involved. You know, they see what's going on, and they want to be involved in it. It's very, I know a lot of guys put a lot of pressure on themselves there, but for me, it's a very relaxed situation, because it's chaotic. The crowd's going to do what you want them to do and for me personally being a bad guy there it, it makes for the most fun I could possibly have that's cool yeah definitely I, I, I hear what you're saying man yeah because that, that PWG they do amazing stuff as does Ring of Honor obviously but you're right there's definitely it's a bigger company Ring of Honor more TV penetration they have TV deal all this kind of stuff and uh, and now speaking of TV Ring of Honor Final Battle 15 right you uh, yeah. it seems like you're gonna I don't I don't know if it's a spoiler it might be or Bobby Fish and you're gonna have at it right Yep, it just came out actually like last week. So all right, cool. No spoiler. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to wrestle Bobby. <laughs> yeah, what's I didn't hear you say again? No, I just was saying I'm I'm excited to wrestle oh, Bobby. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a tremendous worker. I mean, um. Another guy that just fits right in in that world that you guys are in. And it's so much different, Roddy, like your generation compared to my generation. We had a lot of really good workers, you know, but 
your generation, dude, it's like, I know I, I talked like Samoa Joe about this a lot and, and other guys. Like, you know, there's just so many, so many good guys that are so talented. Uh, and you said something a little bit earlier in this conversation about, you know, in Ring of Honor when you were younger, you were putting more pressure on yourself. And I think that's what makes you the in-ring competitor you are and the performer you are and the champion you are is that you understand how vital that is that you have to put pressure on yourself. The best guys do do that. And I think your generation, these guys all just try to top each other on a regular basis. All of you guys, um, as a former wrestler, a guy from a, a generation and, and being an ECW original and that movement we had, I got to tell you, I, I tip my cap to you guys, and I'm, I'm so so much of a fan of Mark to watch what you guys do. I'm inspired by it. It's, it's, I'm jealous. I wish I was still wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Yeah, man. I wish you were, too, so we could wrestle. I wouldn't re- Bro, I couldn't keep up. I'd be blown up. I, would, <laughs> I need an oxygen tank to keep up with you, dude. <laughs> yeah, but hey, once, you, once you got your hands on me, though, I'd be done. Oh yeah, no. I, there'd be a suplex, and then, and then I would yell at the crowd for about five minutes <laughs> and tell you to stay down. <laughs> no, no, you could go, brother. I mean, yeah, no. And I, I remember when I had to wrestle guys like an Eddie Guerrero. You know, I would say to, to Eddie, Eddie, let's let's just slow down, brother. Okay, no reason to, <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's take it easy here, bro. Because Eddie was a machine. You know what I mean? He wouldn't stop. You know, it was tough. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but no, man. You guys are really um, your generation, and guys like you in the lead lead pack of that generation. So so much talent. This this there's so many different matches that I could see a guy like you having with so many guys that you haven't haven't matched with already. I should say like at PWG or Ring of Honor, and I guess it's just. It's it's kind of cool too because you're not a gigantic guy, neither was I, obviously. And it's like that. I don't think that matters much anymore, which is so awesome for the guy that's not six six, three hundred fifty pounds. You know? Oh, totally. The thing for me is, I mean, obviously, personally, with you not being a bigger guy either, like to me, size never benefit. I think with wrestling, it's so emotionally based that. If it comes out of you naturally, the fans are going to be attached to you, and I think that's what my style and guys that wrestle my style that have, have done it so well have been around for a long time because they can get the crowd into it right. and not have to be huge guys. Right. And I don't think, dude, you know this? I don't. I really don't think that fans, and I don't mean this as a disrespectful thing towards fans that never were athletes or wrestlers. I don't mean it like that at all. What I'm about to say, but. I, I, you know, I have people say to me sometimes, oh, man, do you think that you would have been WWE champion if you would have been a lot taller or a lot, you know, if you would have been six foot four? And I'm like, no, I, I, I was the wrestler I was because I maximized and used my size advantage, not disadvantage, to my advantage. And I think guys like you do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly it. That, that is. I mean, you know, that's what you got to roll with, right? You, you 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 play the hand you dealt with, you maximize it. And a guy like you is doing that big, dude. And um, so, I mean, you're, you, you know, you're obviously always in great shape. You're always training, but you're wrestling so much. I mean, do you get some downtime to, so your body can recover? Or what do you like to do in your downtime? What's your deal with that? Man, when I'm not wrestling and I'm actually just home, I'm pretty sedentary. I yeah. like to just uh, watch old wrestlers trying to get better. Now, because I used to watch so much when I was younger, and now that when I wrestle, you know, just wrestling so much, I tend to just watch a lot of the stuff that's on TV nowadays. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Mm. You know, so I'll relax, I'll go to the pool, I'll hang out with my buddies, 
I hang out with my girlfriend. I mean, I, she lives out in California, so I'll go out there for a couple of days and just hang out. So. That's cool, bro. That's cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, I try to do as, as little as possible because I have a problem of overtraining sometimes or just yeah. too much activity. And you know with the schedule, you know, your body needs to recover. calm down. Yeah, recover. Oh, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. I agree. That's important. A lot of folks don't realize that, but that's vital. Um, no, and the mind, too. That's, oh, yeah. That's yeah. one of the biggest things I learned is just to calm the mind. It needs to rest. Yep. Uh, yeah, you're right. And that's a, that's a huge thing, man. And, and you know what? Speaking of um, guys who've learned to calm their mind down in the ring, a guy that I saw you wrestle recently, Will Ferrara in Ring of Honor, on, and um, I broke down Will on, on a segment of mine. You know, he spent some time in, when I had a dojo of finishing school. And Will, I remember when he was in my dojo, he was he was such an excitable type guy. He was so had so much energy. And I was like, Will, slow down in the ring. You know, he would rush everything. <laughs> and then I watched him, you know, his evolution in Ring of Honor and how he doesn't do that anymore. He's so smart the way he paces. His time, his timing is so much better. And I got to say, you and he had a, had a great match just recently on Ring of Honor TV. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's funny. With Will, I still because his nerves get to him a little bit. Still, yeah. that's one thing I I get on him. Just relax, slow yeah. down, because he is so high energy. He is. I love it. <laughs> and he's a great guy, and he actually many listens everything it's amazing he's so passionate you know dude he's he he loves the business he respects the business uh and he came up he's coming up the right way just like a guy like you came up the right way hence your success bro and and listen man i much continued success to you man i'm looking forward to seeing you and uh and mr fish go at it bro at final battle yeah thank you you should come out yeah, man, maybe I will. I got to, you know, I got. I guess I got to buy it. Where do I buy tickets? Online? How do I do that? <laughs> I got you. I got you. <laughs> you got me covered. Put me in the will call list, bro. All right, cool. Exactly. <laughs> hey, man, anybody out there, you want to uh, follow uh, Roddy, man, Roderick Strong, go to his Twitter account, at Roderick Strong, and check him out. He's the Ring of Honor World TV champ. Brother, I appreciate you jumping off a little bit, man. Thanks so much. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for the time. I appreciate it. All right, man. Talk to you soon, dude. All right, come All right. back on again down the road, okay? Yeah, I hope so. You got it, bro. Talk, Talk to you later. Take care, brother. Bye-bye. Yeah. Said I was raised in the days of my space and screen names. Back then when I was only worried about my top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller. All these people acting fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten. Me against the world. I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hot.